What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. My name is Clive, and if you have read the show notes for this episode on your podcast app, you will notice that Ricky has been unable to grace us with his and mine and my presence this week. Once again, um, slightly short notice, but fear not. Always able to think of something on the fly without my man Ricky. Hopefully he's doing alright, it's just a wee bit under the weather at the moment But I'll speak to him about getting him back It might have to be a case of, you know See the wee donate button that you get on the show notes You know, pressing that and giving us a wee fiver or a tenner or £25 Maybe Ricky will appear then I'm not twisting your arm or anything It's just, just an observation I'm making So I recorded this on Tuesday evening and for some of you who are listening, waiting for your topics to be discussed, you will know that I have asked for some Twitter questions from listeners, content generators, uh, general Twitter users, fanatics, and all of the above. I've got quite a few questions here, seven or eight. Should be enough to keep me going for another bite-sized episode, bite-sized edition of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. I might start coming up with a new name for these solo pods. Uh, Something a spin-off of 205 Live, like maybe the loser weight answers your questions. I don't know. That's not really good, is it? So, since Ricky has left me in the lurch, I'm going to answer the question posed by Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast over at Visionaries Global Media. Uh, wrestling questions, eh? Who is the bit, just in case you're wanting to follow Good Cop, Bad Cop, that is at Good Bad Wrestle. Check out their podcast. Wrestling questions, eh? Who's the better arm wrestler, Ricky or Clive, with a nice wee gif of the Sylvester Stallone film, where I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but he has, and even if it's not true, <clears throat> pretty sure Anthony Kiedis plays his son, and he has some sort of get-up, a machine in his truck that he drives around the country of America that helps him get his biceps up and running for a, I can't it was a great film it is worth a shot worth a watch wrestling questions who's a better arm wrestler now since Ricky's not here obviously I'm going to say me and obviously I'm going to say I could beat Ricky in an arm wrestling contest with my arms behind my back there's nothing else that needs to be said on that one Um I have a a better grip on the situation. I am able to. Man, I've got good leverage with, when it comes to putting out podcast content, and I'm willing to put over my arm. 
Sorry, these puns are absolutely horrendous, so I'll just give you my answer. I, it is I who would win. I who would win the bloody arm wrestling contest. Next up, we have at Dr. S'mores, Kyle Moores, friend of the show and host on the Outsider's Edge on the Chairshot Radio Network. Who is your pick for the finals of this AEW number one contender tournament? And do they go the obvious route with Omega versus Hangman? Now, I haven't watched AEW for a while, but I am aware that there is a tournament on the go. And I believe the winner of said tournament will go on to face Jonathan Good, a.k.a. John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, a.k.a. the Cuckboy in the Roman Reigns and Renee Young relationship. Uh, so, I've got the brackets up here for the World Title Eliminator Tournament, which begins next week, which I believe is tonight, as you're listening. We have Penta L0 versus Ray Phoenix. Now, that's unfair, because these are a tag team. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to have friends warring against each other. But this is way back on the Lucha, L, Lucha Underground days. I did enjoy Ray Phoenix, but I was much more a fan of Pentagon Zero, Pentagon Dark. So I'm going to go for a Pentagon. No, in fact, yes, no, yes. I don't know the age difference between these two guys, and I'm not sure who is more over with the fan base. But for some theory and something that I want to spout about, I'm going to go for Pentagon Dark. He'll advance in that one. Next up, we have Colt Cabana versus Hangman Page. Now, I think this is a sort of wane, waning off of Hangman Page and the Dark Order stuff. Colt Cabana is a bit of a gimmick wrestler. He only wins if he has help from Dark Order, I believe. Will he have help from the Dark Order? That is the question I pose to you tonight, even though questions are being posed to me. Uh, let's be serious here, ladies and gentlemen. Hangman Page will advance in this one. So he'll be going to the, to the semis. He will face in the semis either Wardlow or Jungle Boy. Now that is a tricky one. Because I don't know much about Wardlow. If you look at it on paper, Wardlow should beat Jungle Boy. However, um, Jungle Boy is a popular figure. I have seen his father in two separate programmes in the last month, in case anyone cares. They are Riverdale, which I didn't actually watch. Uh, my daughter was watching it. And Criminal Minds, where he was a mad cult leader, paedophile, father person. I imagine he wasn't like that in real life. So, um, due to the popularity and the possibility of Hangman Page versus Jungle Boy being a sort of a match of the month contender, I'm going to go for Hangman Page versus Jungle Boy in the semis. Now, Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega is the last quarter final match again let's be real here I think we're starting to get an answer to Kyle's question regarding are they going to go the obvious route Joey Janela won't win this um, Joey Janela has made an arse of things in a big bad way with the collective pay-per-view that GCW did um, Covid testing uh, there's matches going on with young people in attendance where squirty dildos are part of the matches. Uh, Marco's stunt is 
and someone else. How da- nasty, nasty, nasty. So as punishment, as punishment, Kenny Omega is going to beat Joey Janela. So we've got Kenny Omega versus Ray uh, Pentagon Dark Junior Junior Zero Zero Dark Junior Zero Dark Thirty. Now, I think Kenny Omega will win this. He's more marketable than Pentagon Dark. I, from a sort of AEW standpoint of view and with the story that has been ongoing, I know that Kenny Omega and Adam the Hangman Page have started button heads a lot more recently, especially as it pertains to being singles competitors. However, and it still irks me to this day, Lucha Underground and Triple A, Pentagon Dark used an arm breaker in his finishing moves and it finished people off that was the end of the match but Kenny Omega at all in back in September 2018 he no-sold the arm break you asshole so I was actually genuinely angry with that one so I hope I don't hope Pentagon breaks his arm but I hope hope they don't actually do that again because that would tear my heart out it would be the final nail in the coffin for AEW. <laughs> Hangman Page versus Jungle Boy. This will be one of those ones that AEW like to do where the underdog puts in a valiant effort. Um, the, the sort of underdog gets over in a gracious loser performance, but Hangman Page will win the victory here. It probably arced out though. And squeeze a victory out and that will lead us to Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page now for me this is leading up to full gear I would l- like to see Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page at full gear not on TV with the match being against with the winner fighting John Moxley at full gear oh wait a minute the finals are full gear I think I need to do a wee bit of research Hold on a minute, ladies and gentlemen. So is Full Gear going to be an actual episode of Dynamite? No, Full Gear is Saturday the 7th of November. So the finals are at Full Gear. Right, okay. Right, so they're not actually facing John Moxley at flipping Full Gear. don't know what John Moxley's going to be doing. Let's have a wee quick look on Google, uh, Wikipedia. Now it looks like John Moxley has not been used so far. Uh, right. I want to see Hangman Page win because I think the world of Hangman Page, I would like to see him. The top of the world, I think his theme music begs to be played at the end of a pay-per-view. It just does. There's just something about the music. It needs to play at the end. And contrary to what many believe Kenny is going to be the asshole who turns on Hangman Page here, Hangman Page is a he's got he's a, got an attitude problem he has an alcohol problem but I will be happy to see Hangman Page go forward as a sort of anti-hero babyface and I hope he takes the title to be honest with you next up ladies and gents two questions in this is from at Declan underscore Kenny oh shit I've lost his page at Declan underscore Kenny 82 this is Declan 
Declan Kenny from Five Nerds Go. Uh, also a, a YouTube video game streamer. So check out at Team Zoom Zoom One on Twitter. That'll give you all the details there. They play Fall Guys apparently. Who's winning a fight? A vegan or an emo? First of all, first of all, apologies for any vegans or emo emo fans that are listening to the podcast right now. This is content created by the fans for the fans. So, this is not my... To poke fun at vegans or emos was not my intention. But, <laughs> let's put it this way. Pete Dunn is a vegan and it looks like, from the way he dresses and all that stuff, that Darby Allen is an emo. So Pete Dunne versus Darby Allen. Who would win in a fight? <laughs> I rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. Vegans for the victory. Uh, now, this is a question from regular friend and contributor to the show, Sir Sam, at Sir underscore Samuel. Thoughts on the G1? Did you guys catch any of it? And what were your highlights? If you did, now Sam, full disclosure, I didn't see a single bit of the G1 this year. I've not watched a lot of wrestling recently, if I'm being brutally honest with you. Um, but I did panic, panic in Skywalker style, and I asked Ricky to contribute some thoughts on the G1 so that you're not left hanging with your question. So here you go, here's a nice wee um, rundown from Ricky. The G1 was the G1. Guaranteed great wrestling. An Osprey heel turn. Osprey is a piece of shit, apparently. And a great winner. Really wanted Jay White to win, but his match with the Bushy at Power Struggle is going to be excellent. It's difficult to pinpoint Ricky's favourite matches, but he thinks his top three were probably Tanahashi versus Naito, Shingo versus Osprey, and Shingo versus Okada and Sanada versus Ibushi in the finals in parenthesis personally he doesn't think it quite reached the peak of last year's G1 but that's not to take away how many from how many very very good two great matches that took place this year his favourite night was probably night 17 from the A block which had four really good matches with two solid matches final thought is the power struggle card looks really strong with at least four matches that should be great to watch and two more that should be very, very solid at worst. Um, now, from what I believe, the bold Abushi G1 winners 2020. Oh dear. There we go, list of winners. Kota Abushi. So Kota Abushi has won two years in a row that's, a, that's an odd one that one because that's a couple of times where Ibushi has won I believe the first time he won it he wasn't full time with New Japan second time this was involved in the, the Gold Rush tournament and there was a lot of cogs, cogs at play in that one, lots of cogs in the wheel so it wasn't his time but with Okada a wee bit down the pecking order Naito's championship reign being met with a bit of scrutiny from diehard New Japan fans. I've seen a lot of questions over New Japan's booking recently, which is surprising to hear. It's quite odd to think that Ibushi's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom again in the main event. But 
And also, also, if Naito is the champion leading into then, now, Ibushi and Naito have really good matches, but they hate each other. They try their, it's like the, it's like the big, when the Power Rangers all morph up to form a big monster and they take on the body of the episode, they try and kill each other. And last time, Naito nearly succeeded. And it's come to the point now where I don't want to see these guys wrestle because of the safety measures at play here. It's just... I'm not thinking about the booking. I'm not fully up to date. If you're wanting that, you're better. You're much better speaking to the guys at New Japan, keeping it strong still. Sorry, um, they, they they document every blow. They've got their very in-depth analysis of the booking, the progress of the company, and all that stuff. So go to there. But for me, from a safety standpoint, I just don't want to see that match anymore. I've said this many times, a lot of people aren't fans of death matches, super hardcore matches, but I would rather never see a, a bad neck bump again in my life, to be honest with you. Also, Bea Priestley has joined up with Will Osprey. Wow, wowzers. Brutal. Just, sometimes you've just got to think, like... This ties in with what's going on with New Japan at the moment. Questionable booking when you had Evil win the title. Questionable booking again when he lost it quite quickly. And now you've got Will Ospreay who's apparently turning into a bit of a heel. And his equally equally um, horrible blackballing wife. So I don't know how aware the Eastern... The Far Eastern audience are with regards to Will Osprey and Bea Priestley's shenanigans, blackballing wrestlers. Um, it's just a bit odd. It's, it doesn't seem like New Japan to sort of cater to the Western audience with getting heat for heat's sake. That's usually a WWE trope, so it be interesting to see what happens with that one and if it is successful and garners the heat with which they wish to slap on Osprey's blackballing shoulders. Next up, thanks Sam for that. Next up is um, Josh Josh McLaughlin at Lachlan underscore Josh. He's saying, what's going to be the better show, Bound for Glory or Hell in a Cell? Now, I feel unqualified or underqualified to answer that question because you know I've not watched Bound, I've not watched Impact in a long time. However, they seem to be knocking it out of the park when it comes to their big pay per views. So I'm going to do a rundown of the cards so far. Now, uh, the in a Cell, there are four matches booked so far, and one of these is not like the other. Ah, come on, right. See, even with these three matches, right, the three Hell in a Cell matches, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, and Rowan Reigns and Jey Uso, all of them Hell in a Cell matches, the Reigns and Jey Uso is an I-quit match, I mean, come on, we all saw, we all saw what happened at the last pay-per-view. I have been a big fan of Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton, and a rivalry that has lasted quite a few months now. There is no better place to end such a rivalry than in a hell in a cell. I've been a fan of Drew McIntyre's straight-up rules matches. I've been a fan of the no-TQ matches, the ambulance matches, all the gimmick stuff. I have no qualms at all that Drew McIntyre will not will struggle to deliver in a Hell in a Cell match. And Bailey and Sasha Banks, 
Um, that story tells itself, and I think the story is nowhere near finished either. Many, obviously, obviously, there is the whole thing about they should have waited till Mania, but they've not, and they've got it, and it's made this look like a splendid wee card. You've got Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Ooh, there's a, there's a piss break match right there. Sorry to any Jeff Hardy or Elias fans, but, ooh, dear, dear, dear. Um, personally, Josh, that alone, those three matches are wow's horrific. But in the interests of fairness, I will check up Bound for Glory. Uh, I am bound for glory. Just pulling it up on Wikipedia just now. Matches. Eric Young versus Rich Swan for the Impact World Championship. Diona Perazzo versus Kylie Ray. That'll be quite good, that one. Diona Perazzo's doing very well for herself on Impact, I know that much. Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin versus Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows versus The North versus Ace Austin and Madam Fulton. Mad, <laughs> Madam Fulton, that's Madman Fulton's missus. Uh, I've not heard of Madman Fulton unless that's Sawyer Fulton from uh, Sanity back in the day. I've heard many, many good things about the North and the Motor City Machine Guys speak for themselves. Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Mm. I mean, lots of people talked about the magic that they had in New Japan. Even when they were given the ball in WWE, it didn't see much that blew me away, so... Not over the moon with that. Not over the moon, just not really that bothered about this one. Now, this one is up my street... Hopefully TJP gets attacked by someone. Uh, Rohit Raju, Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, TJP, Trey and Willie Mack in a six-way intergender scramble match. If this is the kind of scramble match I'm thinking of, where you've got 20 minutes and whoever is the last to hold the title at the end of the 20 minutes is the champion, then I do enjoy that gimmick very much. I wish WWE brought it back. Um, six-way intergender I think I would love to see a Jordan Grace win there. EC3 versus Moose in a singles match. Uh, not much to say there. Eddie Edwards versus Ken Shamrock with Sammy Callahan. Ken Shamrock could still batter many people. Then you've got. Oh, what's going on here? AC Romero versus Brian Myers versus Havoc versus Heath. Versus Hernandez, right. Heath as a name is shit, by the way. Just Heath on its own, that's rubbish. So, Romero, Myers, Havoc, Heath, Hernandez, Larry D, Rhino, Taya Valkyrie, Tenille Dashwood, Tommy Dreamer and TBD, which must be um, the big dog Roman Reigns, so that's what TBD mean, means. Call your shot gauntlet match where the winner could choose any championship match of their choice. Oh, if Heath or Rhino wins, then Heath also wins a full time contract with Impact Wrestling. Well, I think you know your winner there. Now, with the hooks, there are many hooks here. The chance for Jordan Grace to become the X Division champion, the chance for Heath to win and also to win a contract and a chance for TBD to be a surprise entrant and a chance for 
Um, Dion of Perazzo to cement her legacy as a damn fine women's champion. It's a solid card, and I'm very sure that many Impact fans are quite stoked for this pay-per-view. I mean, I know many of the names. I know that when it comes to the big, big pay-per-views, Impact do knock it out of the park. The problem, though, is you hear all the buzz about it on Twitter. Oh, this is it. Impact have turned a a corner, and then it's silent, and then it's the next one of their bigger pay-per-views of the year. It's silent in between those moments. They need to keep momentum high and loud. So personally, Josh, I would say WWE's Hell in a Cell, but those three matches, come on, come on. Right, next question, or next set of questions from Murray, Murray Bone, at MurrayBone44. Um, McDonald's or Burger King? This is his first question, McDonald's or Burger King? The correct answer is KFC. Okay. How much money? Number two. How much money would you need to be offered to take a chop from Volta? Now you need to take into account skin grafts, so medical supplies, right? So skin grafts, you're probably talking in the ballpark of a couple of thousand pounds there for the skin grafts. You've got the rehab, because the skin grafts, the skin will be taken from the fatty part of your thigh and put into your chest. So that means you'll need to get walking sticks or walking frames, um physio just a physio to help you exercise regimes rolling mats, yoga mats um, and because of the skin graft your metabolism will be all to pot so you'll need nutrient supplements, protein shakes, fat stabilisers there's another couple of grand Uh, and punitive damages just for the sheer audacity to do something that sounds like a gunshot and smashing your chest to smithereens Loss of earnings, because I'll have been off work for more than six months, and it would, because it would be just so damaging. Uh, so loss of earnings, you're looking at that much per year. Let's say I'm off work for one and a half years, you get six months free sick pay. So that's one year, and offset that against benefits from the government. Um, because I'll be getting that, so you offset that. I'll tell you the figure for that one later. And just general um, emotional damages. So we're looking at about £3 billion um, before I would take a chop from Volta. In reality, I would take a a monthly mortgage payment to take a chop from Volta. Uh, Number three, give me a Netflix series to watch. Currently near the end of watching Gotham. Okay. It's actually weird. I've not actually watched a lot of Netflix recently. A lot of the things I've been watching have been on Amazon Prime. But if you specifically have Netflix, then I re- recommend Line of Duty. It is a, a police series, detective series, but this time the police are the ones being investigated because you see the team, the main characters, the protagonists are all working for an internal affairs division in um, a Midlands Midlands Park Police Force Mother I kid you not It's one of the best programmes I've ever seen So Line of Duty Get it swatched Number 4 Tesco or Anstat or Sainsbury's Again, right, the answer is Aldi For a start And then the pound shop And then B&M and then Home Bargains 
I didn't know Tesco was still a thing, to be honest with you. I know they still do the, the city centre ones, but do Tesco still have supermarkets? So, those were your four questions. Decent enough, but one in four, you, the, the correct answers weren't even there. Fella. Next up. <coughs> ah, Mags. Podfather Mags. At DEJ Kirkby. Author Rance DEJ Kirkby. What is your Mount Rushmore of British comedy shows? Now, this is actually quite hard. I've got two, and I would include another one, but technically it's not British, so I'm not going to include Father Ted, but that is the correct correct answer. So, in no particular order, I've got Little Britain, the sketch show, which I found just very funny. It's one of those ones that should annoy me, but it really didn't. Uh, so, got to give a lot of love to Little Britain. Um, the other one is The Office. Due to my working in an office-based environment, I can relate scarily too closely to many of the characters in the, the UK version of The Office, starring Richard Gervais. I have not seen one single episode of The American Office. I have no wish to see it either, because it's, it's not really the same. If you want cringe... If you want to know what it's really like in a UK office, then watch The Office because it is spot on. And it's almost a case of you can't laugh because you're too busy crying or cringing, looking at it behind fingers. Number three. Now, I don't know if I'm actually getting these categories right because you might be looking for sitcoms. But my next one is Bo Selector. Back in two th- early 2000s, The Rubber Masks, Lee Francis, for anyone who doesn't know, Keith Lemon, who does Celebrity Juice and Through the Keyhole, he did Bo Selector like 20 years ago, and it was I thought it was way ahead of its time. Took the piss out of celebrities, Rubber Masks, big massive NHS specs, he had the likes of Christina Aguilera with a Scouser accent, um, Britney Spears with a, a Mancuvian accent, George Michael with a, a Jolly accent. Just utter nonsense from start to finish. Outrageous. Too, too dodgy for TV. Don't know how they got away with it. Bo Selector was way ahead of its time for me personally. Check it, check it out. You'll get that joke. You'll get that joke if you've watched Bo Selector before. And last but not least, I've got to give a bit of love to some people closer to home. And that is the one and only Lemmy Show. Brian Lemon, a.k.a. Lemmy, I'm sure many of you have seen retweets or tweets from Lemmy over the many years he has been active on Twitter. Um, a sort of surreal sketch show, very Scottish humour based, but I think there's enough in there that you don't need to be to, from Scotland to get it. Um, may have helped if you have smoked some stuff in the past, you know. You get those kind of jokes, but overall, if you're looking for a bit of surreal, thinking what the hell is this, but you can't help but laugh at it, then check out Lemmy's show. Thank you, Mags, for that one. Oh, right, I need to I need to be quiet with this one. This is from the at Five Nerds Go account, probably from Matt himself. So I don't want to say this too loud in case some family members hear this, but he says, if your parents' lives were threatened and you had to openly jizz on an animal in the park, what animal would you choose? 
Now that might seem like a very out there question, but it's an ongoing theme with the Five Nails Go community, which is maybe 10, 11 strong. That sounds shite of me saying that, but it's a strong, fervent, um, riddled, putrid community, and I'm very proud to be a part of it now. If my parents' lives were threatened and I had to openly jizz on an animal in the park, what animal would you choose? It depends who's there. I would probably choose a snail because that means it would just look like slime that the rest of the snail produces. So I don't, when I rescue my family, I don't have to walk past like a hedgehog or, or a squirrel and see the remains of my seed. So if it was a snail, I wouldn't see it anymore. I'm sorry that you had to hear that, ladies and gents, but ask Five Nerds Go to explain themselves for that one. Oh, that was bad. That was bad. But it felt so right as well. I'm just going to go back into my shell for that one. Before this um, episode goes at a snail's pace. I don't want the episode to go at a snail's pace so I'm just going to check before I answer the last question Good Cop, Bad Cop Kyle Moores Declan Kenny Five Nerds Go Sam Muzzer Podfather Mags and Josh Yes, so the last one um, Earlier on in the day I was starting to panic a wee bit because I thought there wouldn't be much content but it turns out there's been quite a lot so thank you for listening to me drivel on about Snail jizz, um, Pete Dunn battering Darby Allen, Allen to Helen back, and all that stuff. I asked Ricky for not only his thoughts on the G1, but to provide a question. And he has asked me to book a pay-per-view with five matches from wrestlers from New Japan, WWE, and AEW. So a mishmash of the three. And I haven't actually got a full answer yet, but the first thing, I, first one I would do right away would definitely be FTR versus Grizzled Young Veterans. It saddens me to this day that we didn't get to see that on something like a World Collide, or when Grizzled Young Veterans started making their way over to NXT. I just think that's a match made in heaven. Two old school heels. I do like heels against each other because there's a quite a chess match going on, but the Grizzled Young Vets are hybrids where they, they go on the attack as well as defend well. So definitely that would be my tag match. Women's match. Ah. There really there really isn't I'm sorry, but there's not much in the way of women's matches that I've seen that have won me over. Uh, a lot of people give praise to Shida, but I've seen many a botch from her. I would probably pick Penelope Ford, but that's just the best out of a, an average bunch, if I'm being honest with you. Penelope Ford versus... Oh no, in fact, it has to be Brandy Rhodes versus Stephanie McMahon. has to be. Brandy Rhodes versus Stephanie McMahon for a sort of control of who is the better branding officer. Um, oh, it's definitely a match also uh, um, let me think Okada 
who would I want Okada to face? Because it has to be Okada that faces someone. Let me see, Okada. Do you know, I've always wanted to see this match because I think if uh, said individual had applied himself fully and consistently for his 18 years in the business and I think Randy Orton would be in the same conversation as Okada so I'd like to see Randy Orton versus Okada I would also like to see Jay White versus Pete Dunne because can you just imagine the scrap Jay White and Pete Dunne would have it would be glorious absolutely glorious Uh, they would tear, tear lumps out of each other it would be gnarly, gritty, grisly Really, can you think of a better match than Jay White versus Pete Dunne for that, that nastiness? Um, I've changed what I'm going to do for the Brandy Rhodes versus Stephen McMahon match. That's going to be a mixed tag match featuring... I guess you know where I'm going here. Um, a mixed tag match, so Triple H and Stephen McMahon versus Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And a throne match... So the first person who gets to sit on the throne with their spouse of the female persuasion standing behind them, arms draped across their burly shoulders, burly HGH induced shoulders. So it's like, it's like a stretcher match, it's like an ambulance match, except you're the one that's got to get on the throne. Between the entrances themselves, although Ricky's only asked for a five match pay-per-view, the entrances, the Shenanigans, this match could easily go on for about two hours. So that's two, one, two, three, four, what did I have? I had the mixed tag match, I have Randy Orton versus Okada, I have, I have the tag team match, Pete Dunne and Jay White, oh excuse me, I've got one more. One more to think of. Um, okay, think of. Right. Oh, that's a good shout. That's a good shout, that one. Who would it be against? Seth Rollins. In fact, see for just the what great for the shits and giggles, for the knees to the face, I want to go for Buddy Murphy versus Kenny Omega in a V trigger spam fest. Kind of similar finishing moves as well when you think about it. Similar builds, similar bad promo work, similar bad haircuts, similar dodgy, um, similar dodgy attires, but similar wowzer work rate wrestling. So there we go. I think that sounds like a decent wee pay per view. It's got a bit of something for everyone. And no offence to the rest of the women in AEW, but I've not seen enough decent work from anyone to merit goodness. That sounded terrible out loud, but it is what it is. Ladies and gents, first of all, thank you very much for listening to this show. If you've made it this far, then I thank you very much. If it was just to listen to your question being asked, then thank you again, because sometimes when I'm left on my own, it's hard to think of something that there's a, there's a certain part of stage fright involved with doing these on your own. I get over that quite quickly, as you can hear me rabbit on and on and on. But the podcast couldn't have been done without you this week. 
it's regularly not able to be done without you. We try our very best to include fans. As I said, fans again, such a mark for myself. Try and include listeners in the, con- the content of the show. And I do enjoy these ones, so thanks for listening. Um, this has been the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can find other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Grave Consequences, All Things Elite, and Great Match Generator, and 8-Bit Suplex, nearly in one breath there. Please give those podcasts a five-star review on the podcast app of your choice, but if you can go to Apple Podcasts, if you have an Apple Podcast account, if Apple aren't assholes about their login details, because I fucking hate Apple, um, please let us know five-star review um, you can go to socialsuplex.com and get these podcasts notified to you directly into your email inbox if you press the subscribe button you will also get columns sent to you there um, on the show notes you'll notice that there are links to a donate page you can donate to either us like me for a webcam and for an, a sound card because the other equipment that I use is on the brink regularly and maybe for Ricky to turn up again and I swear, honestly, if someone if I get if there's £20 right, £20 sterling donated to the show and you've screenshotted you've screenshotted that you've um, donated money sent it to the mailbox, the DMs at Ricky and Clive you will get exclusively a stand-up, a wrestling stand-up podcast. Because, you know, I know you all love my jokes. So how's that for an incentive? You people who've donated to the show, and once I reach a target of £20, I will send you a stand-up wrestling podcast just for you and your loved ones to listen to. Um, also on the show notes, you'll see that there are links to the rest the t-shirt page prowrestlingtees.net if you go there put in social suplex into the comment into the search engine you'll find all the information there about getting some social suplex um, attire I can't speak see I can never do a plug to save myself wrestling square circles where you can find us all talking about wrestling and we are at Rick and Clive on twitter and also don't forget to follow at social suplex I hope to grow the community, you have all been listening to the Twitter names that I've been reading out. Please make sure to follow each other and we can have a good wee chat and laugh about the, the questions. In fact, I'll do a wee thank you link myself when the podcast's out because that's the kind of guy I am. Let's get the community growing. Fuck bad people on the wrestling world. That's what I'll say to that. There's some assholes out there. That's, I don't know where that came from. That just... Come out of nowhere. I'm going to just double check Twitter to make sure there haven't been any more questions coming in. No, that's it. So, all those questions, thank you for contributing. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being an ear for me to bleed my shite into. That is a horrendous visual. Thank you for listening and speak to you. Someone, someone from the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show will speak to you next week. Thank you and good night and enjoy Bound for Glory and Hell in a Cell and enjoy Pentagon Junior breaking Kenny Omega's arm and Kenny Omega no selling it like a bitch good night thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast we'll see you next time